Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back. This is part two of Man Baggage and a discussion all about regret. We are going deep today. We are deep diving and captaining that submarine is me. But sat next to me, pushing those levers deeper, is Dane Baptiste and Olivia Wayne. Olivia, I just want to ask you a question now. I want to hear a bit from you about this. Listen, well, I was a bit, we've been a bit mean about it saying serial killers and I mocked it at the top. But it's a very famous song, I'll Have No Regrets. People you love and care about will use the phrase regret nothing. It's on fucking T-shirts. It's in films. It's a thing. What do we think of people, Olivia, that live by the motto of regret nothing, never look back? What's going on there? Because it must be some positivity in it because half the people that listen to this will go, well, that's me. I disagree. I think a lack of awareness, empathy for others. I think that it boils down to quite a, from my point of view, quite a selfish attitude. Like, unless you are so caring, considerate and thoughtful and aware of yourself and check yourself, you know, we all do things that we hurt people by accident, by default, exactly. make bad decisions. And that's fine. That's life. Obviously, if it's intentional, that's not fine. But hey, things happen like, If you're a parent, you do stuff to your kids all the time. You don't mean to, and but you've got to own up to it. Maybe not regret it, but at least... That's what I'm saying. Just well, let's be clear on lang language here. Is there a yeah. difference between oh, I've made a mistake, apologising, regret nothing, go forward, rather than a, a sort of a, um, a, a persistent, sad reflection on something that's happened is what I would call regret. So I would argue that often this persistent sad reflection that plagues me with some of the daft shit I've done is a continued anabolic steroid in the arm of me making the right decisions. Were it to fade off, for example, the idiotic decision for me to put a streak in my hair and wear eyeliner and try and be in all the heat magazines and everything like that, if the shame of that ever wears off, I might start doing it again. Uh, you know, I shouldn't have done that. It, it cost me a few, nothing major, but it cost me a few gigs. I just no, looked a bit I of a bell end so. for you. I think I got, it's I got, right to have it. I think it to keeps continue you with the regret. Yeah. So we can think of more serious things. Yeah. Um, I think there comes a point where you have to forgive yourself if it's mm -hmm. something that like is causing you such physical turmoil, like problems with your he mental health, obviously, and like physical health, because you are literally your body is physically reacting to the shame, guilt, regret. There has to come a point where you release yourself from it. But if yeah. it's like a nice kind of This is your warning. Don't go down there again. I actually think it's a pretty good thing to keep you in check and keep you on the straight and narrow. 
Um, Regrets can be good for understanding what we want. Feeling regret reminds us to think carefully about our decision and helps us not to make the same mistakes again. Regrets are also how we learn about ourselves and know what it is we really want. In feeling regret, we have clarity about what outcome and things we truly want for ourselves. 100% agree. If you think about, I'd imagine, like in a in a relationship environment, that that's a big regret. If you we're coming on to that, yeah. But like, come on, that's something we're not talking about. But like, I imagine that's where regret can really like you could act in a way that you're like, I hurt someone I love more than anything. I didn't realize I did that. That's a good regret to have to remind you. Hang on a second. Don't get carried away. Don't forget. Type thing. And it might feel awful, but maybe you need that reminder just for yourself to be like, <coughs> you know, if times are hard or tough, hang on. I know what's important. I know what I really feel. What is your biggest relationship regret then, Olivia? Oh, don't, you, don't, you don't have to share anything you don't want to share, obviously. No, look, it's nothing so clangy. Broadcast worthy. Yeah, nothing like that. But like, I think just being young and look, I was similar to you. I was quite a like uh, late bloomer, I'd say. So mm-hmm. I only got kind of had interest later so I think it was a bit of a new phenomenon put it that way so when I was young I probably didn't act as kind of I I enjoyed attention from uh, you know but I was young and it was fun and it was new all my friends had had like boyfriends and I was like in the corner but that's not that's not I don't think that's regretful though because like you said you you, you've said you're young for a start and experience is the best teacher at the time you know like well maybe that would hurt someone if you know they think you know you're with seeing them, but you're flirting with another boy in the in the park. Or you know what I mean? I guess oh, the question right. is, do you still regret it now? Is the question? Are you now in 2021? Well, it's not like tearing regret. me up now. No, no, nothing. But yeah, I don't. I think it's important to kind of hold yourself to a stat. Like, would I want someone to do it to me? No. Therefore, I regret doing it to someone else. Yes, that's ultimately right. it. I, it's not regret that like paralyzes me, or you know. Yeah. But it's things that I, you know, would not like anyone to do to a child of mine or for my children to do, you know? So they're no, not yeah. impressed with myself. What about you, Dane? Any, any relationship regrets? Straightforward. Um, it's 2005. You did this. I think, I, think, I think my biggest regret normally is just not acting on when I don't see a relationship working and I don't really act on it. And I've, I'm, I've done that a few times. Um, and again, I don't think I, I was kind of a late bloomer, but it was more because I heard so many stories of people's failings in relationships and stuff like that. It didn't necessarily put me off, but uh, for a large part of my life, I didn't really approach relations like from you know puberty and everyone's being an adolescent and they're experiencing these kind of having these experiences for the first time of like relationships and sexuality and stuff like that. For me, I saw the way everyone kind of reacted around it to be so juvenile. I was never really interested in it. And then I had a friend who was like assaulted violently. He was stabbed over a relationship. So I was like, who's got wow. time to get stabbed over a fucking girl, mate? I don't care about that. So. I think I just created a real guard around myself where I was kind of like, I'm not even going to leave myself open to any kind of feeling that will cause me to act irrationally and maybe endanger my life or the life of my friends. And um, I think I just became, that became, I became so enamoured in that armour, I probably uh, regret not being open about certain things. But like, I've actually spoken to a lot of people I've been involved in years ago, and I suppose because I've been obviously a lot more visible. And it's, I'm very, I'm very, I'm fine with like taking accountability for it, but I'd say... My main regret, and it mainly most of my regrets came from that first relationship where I was like, <clears throat> I thought being in a long term relationship was just you just try and be the best guy you can be for a girl and give in to stuff. And that's not really how any relationship works anyway. So I think um, my regret was not speaking about feelings and feel- about how I felt. And I think that's what contributed to the demise of the relationship when I should have really put my foot down a lot more on a, a few more things. Can I also you- say something? 
Yeah. Yes, You've of course. Up something really good there. I think you're right that um, actually a big regret is not being honest with yourself. That, like I'm in That's this thing. I don't even care. Like it's not real. Why am I, I like forcing I think, that? I, mess I think without with, at the risk of cancellation, I think <laughs> as as women having a high emotional intelligence, I think most of the time, women the biggest lie is the one they tell themselves. Agree entirely. No cancellation yeah. for me on that. I don't think women are liars. I think as they're very uh, overt emotionally, they're very explicit emotionally about who they are. Like even even if you say something to a woman and she go, you go, you're right with that, and yeah. She goes, no, yeah. You can see she's not all right with it. And so there's a lot. A lot of the time, it's like women can pick up on emotional cues on men a lot of the time very easily. And so I feel but like actually, women tell the biggest lie to themselves. So, Gabe, but do you? Yeah, he is, isn't it? It's unbelievable. So do you, but do you think? But do you think women are more likely to confront and amend the regret? They may be more likely to lie to themselves, but once regret kicks in, you're quite unusual in that, Dane, in sort of tracking down exes or speaking to yeah. uh, past relationships and yeah. fixing those things. I think women are better at stuff like that. Yeah, no, definitely. Men, men, men don't do it. And, and just to go back to the question you asked Olivia before about like people being consciously aware of regrets, I think even regret as an emotion, most people experience it in their conscious mind, which is like 10% of their psyche, whereas the other remaining 90% is subconscious. And this is what mm. people don't realise is that even if you don't acknowledge it consciously, your brain remembers what happened and it's going to come for you one day. So when you see some old people walk around in homes, mumping shit to themselves and they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? They're talking about the shit they did 40 years ago that they should not have done. Accurate. And they regret it. And because, and the same way that's like when people are like, you know, how do people develop new personalities and stuff like that? That happens from when someone is dealing with a trauma, they refuse to acknowledge, their mind has to create a whole new person just to manage that shit. And that's why you get people with two or three personalities. So like if someone, like if you have a woman that's experienced sexual trauma, then she creates a whole new personality for that, herself because this personality can handle the bullshit from men. So it has to create, your brain is this rationalization process that your brain does. So I, I personally believe like with regrets, everyone has them. It's whether or not people choose to acknowledge them. So with men, for a start, half their drinking culture is based on the fact that they are just trying to use alcohol to sterilize a wound that kind of does not, that stitches can't fix. I find that a lot of time or mm. any kind of way when you see human beings trying to remove their physical selves from their minds is the demonstration of regret. But to them, it's like if I am able to smoke this and separate my mind and soul or spirit from the physical trauma of something, I would rather do this than have to sit in this hurt and have to acknowledge it. So it's just how we all kind of do it, this, uh, that accountability, I think. I mean, uh, you're dropping some devastating truths oh, today, Dave. I'm particularly worried about my, my 26 like... Ibiza trips that I've done, which ironically many did result in a wound that needed stitching in the medico centre. Uh, <laughs> I do wonder if, if my dad, Dave, telling me, you're going to fail at everything, you twat, is what's led to me getting moshed off my tits at Pasha. Turns out it is. Uh, regret, honestly, <laughs> you're saying it like it is. Ultimately, you can regret literally being a person that wasn't you to conform, to fit in, to uphold stereotype, to uphold expectation yeah. of people. And like, God, people are literally living their lives not being themselves. Well, it's a problem with influencers is that a lot of influencers, like as you guys described before, is that not having a lot of attention when they're younger and then enjoying attention and not dealing with the crust that comes with that proverbial bread. So for example, like um, if you, so some people are like, I was, uncon I, was un I didn't like my weight before. And the thing is the people's minds on the, on the internet and social media are like teenagers because it's just the kind of how social media is displayed. Like, when people like people on the internet, it's like that person looks good, look, is good looking and their life looks aspirational to me. And that's what you used to do in, mm. in, in high school. You'd see somebody, the most popular girl in your school, she's attractive and men like her. You don't know why, because when she leaves school, she gets a bus like everybody fucking else. But in school, 
because these are the criteria that we consider to be aspirational. It's like you're good looking and people care about you. I want to do the same. And that's the same for good influence on social media. The problem with that is that a lot of time for influencers, they are now observing social groups that they wouldn't really have in their school. In your school, there might have been one weird goth kid. On the internet, there's about enough of them for them to have a group and have that solidarity. The problem with that is that it just it validates some of the negative parts of people they have mm-hmm. and they don't go through the process of regret of on, and rationalizing in order for them to kind of like be able to adjust to it because there's people that are, will enable this narrative the whole time. So you get people being like, oh, do what you want. It's okay. You only live once. Not knowing that it's like long term, there is no mm-hmm. longevity in this behavior. And what you're also doing is leading other people who experience the same trauma as you, but maybe 10 years or 20 years um, after you did down the same way, instead of addressing it and being like, this is, because normally when we're dealing with hurt and trauma, it's never about, I'm, I hate how that, per- it's not how I hate that person, it's I hate how that person makes me feel about myself. That's the big part of heartbreak and rejection that we're, we, we don't acknowledge. It's not that that person makes me feel a certain way, it's that, why is that person not reciprocating the same part of myself I gave to them, why am I not getting it back? So it's more about, not hating other people is how these people make us feel about ourselves because all these emotions you have to observe within yourself first for you to see it in anybody else. So even before um, I used to think to people, should, are they going to regret how they treated me? Pity that person because they have to look over their shoulder all the time knowing anything they gain is never through virtue and that is not a happy way to live. Whereas if someone's your friend and you say, hey, can you do this for me? Of course, I love you. I'll do anything for you. Whereas these other people have to be like, well, you need to do this for me because I did that for you last time and it has to be more of an exchange. Whereas mm. when people love you unconditionally, they, they're happy to do like acts of uh, display love language or acts of service. Whereas when people have to cheat you out of stuff, they have to spend their whole life doing that because they've never seen it outside of themselves before or within themselves. So it's really a sad way to live. Dane, I mean, you have to, for at least one episode of Love Island, write the links, please, because I would want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the biggest irony is I did Dane Baptiste's podcast because he did mine and then he did mine again. So I don't know what that makes <laughs> us toxic. Um, so I just want to ask you, uh, <laughs> I just want to ask you, Olivia, about dating. Um, a lot of uh, people who listen, I get messages from surprisingly confused younger men out there in the dating world. Very confusing time for young lads at the moment, oh, particularly awful. ones who've been locked away and not learned the social cues that they should have been learning between age 17 and 19. Have you got any dating regrets? Shouldn't have gone on the date or you did something or you did something horrible or you did something nice or you did something you shouldn't have done. Any re- dating regrets? Um, did you? I mean, I hit, I, I'll, get, I'll start off with my one. I, um, went on a red carpet uh, with, with a girl who I'd seen on, on Take Me Out and then literally just went on Twitter and then found her on, like, like I'd used to take me out as some sort of yo sushi type thing. I was like, I wonder if I can meet this. And then went out and showed off with her on a red carpet like a bell end. Um, so that, I do regret that. Why do you regret that though? I mean, yeah, like, you Because I, I was way past my 30th birthday and it was pretty shallow um, fuckboy behaviour for a man of my age. But did uh, she have a good said, time though, Russell? That's the point. There was someone else what? involved. Look, did she have a good time? Because she might be like, of course she you know what? I almost didn't go on that date, you know, and it happened. <laughs> and for the rest of my life, I will always remember. And he will be the barometer by which I measure all men by. She had, but she had so much of a good time. She's never been able to date another man since. <laughs> oh, she's uh, what's called <laughs> no, no, no. An, an alpha widow. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, we, both, we both had a very good time. Uh, all I know yeah. is that every girl, when I was in my single phase, all had to fill out a customer satisfaction report before they left the next morning. <laughs> and very often they were still shaking and couldn't hold a pen. 
So that's how I know they had a good time. Hey, hey. Olivia, what's your biggest dating <laughs> regret? Yeah. yeah I didn't Sorry, you too. You just have a laugh at my heart. I have to lower I, the tone. Dan keeps raising there. the tone. If I don't, if I don't lower <laughs> no. it, my turn, I'm sorry. unhappy customers. I actually, I think a big regret is that I didn't really date. Not that I actually care, but I very fortunately knew my husband. He's my friend before, like from when we were little. So when we both were single, it seemed like a sweet spot. We kind of found each other in the club, and then he was DJing, and like, he was like, "Do you want a drink?" And I was like, "Yeah." We did a shot, and that was literally it. So right. I didn't date. Like, that's like pigeon. That's how pigeons mate, isn't it? No, honestly, yeah. it was really. <laughs> he was always with someone. I was always with someone. We never single at the same time. We never even thought about each other. Then one night, we both happened to be single. Did a crack baby, and that was all over. Great shot, crack baby. Anyway, there you go. I didn't. What's really crack? Date. Hold on a second. What is oh, crack what baby? Is that sounds like you were smoking cocaine and got pregnant. No, it, no. It was like a. Vo- <laughs> it's like a vodka passion fruit right. shot. You didn't have a crack baby with your husband. Oh, that's, like, no. that's a porn star. That's like a porn star shot. Oh, is it? I genuinely thought you had coked up sex with your husband and got pregnant for just for a horrible oh, second. Which is equally romantic, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I love Charles the, the Love Child. No, yeah, right. Put the pipe down and p- piss on this stick. You're going to be a dad. <laughs> I don't really have any dating regrets other than I didn't date that much, but actually, is that a regret? No, because I didn't no. want to in the time. But equally, I feel like I probably did date some things just because you should do that. Bit. Like, do what's right for you. I feel like not being true to myself is my exactly. biggest there you regret. Go. You see, I will tell you a real kind of, Always comes back to the same one. Yeah, do you want a real, yes. real, honest Of course one. we do. That is what we've been digging for. My shovel oh, is almost blunt, think. Olivia. But honestly, my previous career job, I didn't feel authentic of myself at all. And it was a really great job. Very visible, very high profile, very good station. And I always had that itchy leg, tense feeling. I wasn't Is this myself. sports? Is this... I always knew my passion was elsewhere. I loved the job and the people. I always just felt like I'm not being, I regretted that I wasn't just honest. Hang on, I'm not showing me here. You know, I had to like, Mm -hmm. I was fitting into a box that didn't feel an Olivia size shape box. And that's a hard thing when you're given a great opportunity that you love, but you're like, but is this even me? Like, it's like, Russell, you doing, you know, hunt it. It's like, it's an opportunity, but it's not me. And I'm envy- so, like, I may well have signed up for that by the time this goes out. Sorry, yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Or something. Or, you know what I mean, though? But no, like, absolutely. But there has to be a point where you're honest with yourself and you should, and I think we get one life. Don't regret, like, decisions Listening, like the bit, the, all the big stuff Dane said before, and listen to what you said. We're, we're, we're recording this a few days before Love Island starts. And and I've just listened to, there's another brilliant podcast, if I'm allowed to recommend someone that isn't me, which is Elizabeth Day's podcast, oh. How to Fail. It's, it's one of my favourites. And she had Dr. Alex on there, and he was talking about his experience of, of Love Island. It brings together all these things in our society, the teenage social media things, mixed with the regret, mixed with, if you get spat out the other side of Love Island, you're in that situation you just spoke about, Olivia, but without the privilege of being able to go, I no longer want to be a sports presenter. I'm going to do this because once you are a Love Island graduate, that's what you are for at least a decade. Unless you can pull off a miracle like Dr. Alex did and then go back to your old job. He's the one and the one and only. So it's a real problem when you find yourself in a box that isn't your shape, as you phrased it. And some and job equally, boxes you can't get out of once you're in that box, even if you throw the box away. There's so many problems with Love Island, aren't there? Like, it's a fun show to watch, but like the people on it, they, you know, as we know, there have been some serious fallouts from that show because they're well, doing things they regret and you can't ever 
hide or get away from it or move on unless you are so like you dean like you can process it on your own like you can like literally that's the thing but but that's the thing is is that it's like i mean for anyone who's going on to an island on a tv show for love that's probably the first problem but it's it's, again it's but i just think all regrets will stem from the same thing is that it's not acting in our true in in terms of our, our behavior not reflecting our desires so okay, Dane. Wow. I've got listen, That's listen. Wow. I, I want to get I want to get past Professor Dane just for a I second. Everything you said brilliant. is absolutely amazing. Now people will be voice noting it and sending it on. It's full of wisdom. Do not panic, Dane. We love everything you say. However, Professor Dane, you're going out on a date. It's with a yeah. girl you really like. Talk us through that date. What might go wrong that you would regret it? Because for me, as an outsider, I suspect she might go really fancy um, mozzarella to start, and you go, well, that's the problem. With cheese and what it represents, and you'd be off on one for about know, five I, minutes you know, it is, about because, the nature of dairy. I, I'm just saying, yeah, the reason why. I'm how so, what, how are subject. you on a date, and have you ever done anything you've regretted? Is what I'm asking. Is, I, I, is, I'm is sure my long winded? I feel a lot of the time, but like I just think it's because I'm just I'm just such a uh, overthinker about things. So I don't. Well, that's go why on. I wondered whether no, that, you don't say oh, that's why I wonder. <laughs> no, no, but that, no, no, don't you do not change. But I wondered yeah. whether this brilliant aspect of your personality, this wisdom, this ability to draw conclusions forensically about a situation, but translate it into these nuggets we can learn from, that could be something that could hold you back in a romantic environment. That's what I'm trying to yeah. probe. No, it, no, it, 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 def, it definitely can, because um, I just think, what would someone like on a good date? And the thing is, sometimes, if it's not an overt conversation, and it's not because, and I'm not blaming the women I've been with, but it's just because of just normal social convention. Mm-hmm. Tracy people, Donner and Kelly people, were lovely. All they were lovely. Them. They were, but people, but, but people, but I just think it's very hard now. We live in a time where sex is so overt, but I can guarantee, I would say nine out of 10 women will not look you in the eye and be like, I like you and I'd like you to be my boyfriend because there's no practice in dealing with the rejection and women feel like they'd be stigmatized if they are open about their desires towards a man, especially if they're like physical. So what I find a lot of time is, and it's caused problems is that like, I try and present myself as the best way I can. And people think, well, of course, this guy must be interested in a long-term relationship, which is fine. Then what happens is then I end up not just being involved with them, but people's families are involved and stuff as well. And I just think we've only been on three dates. And before I know it, like I'm meeting people's families sometimes and that's fine. But again, it's like, because I'll be like, well, I'm just a guy seeing a girl going to meet her parents. And so I sometimes think you have to take more consideration of where your status is in these things, because I've had situations where it's very clear that my partner at the time has gone into detail about who I am. And then so because of that, people can just go on TV and glean who they think you are before they even meet you. And I think with women especially, or someone's daughter especially, if you meet someone like there, people can be very protective and be like, well, you might be famous, but she's a star of this family. So people become very like adverse to anything they think you're displaying behavior about your being more important and stuff. Sorry, Liv, you want to say? I just want to say also, if you are true, authentic, genuine, like you are, you're open, you know, you're, you're not holding back trying to be anything, then I guess people jump on, think, oh, this is more than it might be. When you're like, no, no, for yeah. once, I'm just being a good bloke. One, one of two She's things. Honest. Yeah, one of two things. Like if I, I, mean, I see the girl and I sent flowers to her office because I had a good time. Oh. But she's like, well, you're supposed to be my, well, she, but she's like, well, I thought you'd be my boyfriend. And if you're sending flowers to my office, I'm like. I'm not sending flowers to office for that oh because like, I'm not trying to buy that the status. To it's just like, that happened to me. Kind and nice. yeah. I'm just, yeah, nice. You're no. nice. I'm, I like you. I, no. I, I want it to evolve into a relationship, but I would do Hold that Hold on a second. Let, let's unpack this because this happened to me. Um, I happened to marry Lindsay afterwards, but I might not have. 
I, I provide a full romance package you have to. Uh, as well as well as the Alton Towers of the experience of going out on a date with me. Uh, I, I was sending flowers to Lindsay afterwards and she phoned me up quite upset going, if you, why are you, why are you taking me down this romantic route of sending me flowers? It's like the sort of commitment of getting serious thing, but then telling me, by the way, I'm still seeing other women. I'm not willing to commit, which I was doing both things. Um, so is it Olivia Wayne, female auditor, is that never the right thing to do, to send flowers to a girl that you've been involved in maybe a short relationship with but you don't really want to be a boyfriend? Is that confusing? I know it's not really right to regret, but I think a lot of men will want to know the answer to that. <laughs> I think it, hmm. I look, I think if you think there is no hope for this, there is not going anywhere at all, but you had a nice time, you don't need to do the flowers. But if you like this person... Don't enough, need to on. or shouldn't. Hold on, hold on. Don't need to or shouldn't. shouldn't. Because that is a bit of a mixed message, especially right. if someone, if the girl is so into you or think thought it went so well, then it's a bit of a like, what's going on? And then like being ghosted or whatever, catfish or whatever the phrase. Yeah, ghost, ghosted. Does mean? Whereas yeah. if you're like, yeah. but if you're like, no, you know, I had a good time. I don't know where this would go. I'm not saying no. It's just been a date. So I can't possibly know. Then yeah, be you, be authentic, be true. Like it's nice to just not play games, but don't be a kind of like love Lothario guy and then just like yeah. on to the next one. That's but, is it, but, is it, but, but I guess that's, that's where I went wrong. But it depends who you are as a person, though, because for me, it's like I think if I'm dating somebody, it's a reflection of myself that I how I treat that person. So you because on the one hand, because I've had a situation where I turned up late for a date once. and I was really late. So I was like, I'm really sorry. Here's some flowers. And my date was like, no man has ever bought me flowers in my life. Now, for me, it's like. How can you go? I would rather you be pissed off and I could send a confused message and go your whole life without getting flowers. That's some bullshit. Yeah. So, that's also no. like, there's, I guess, too much pressure on you. Like, you yeah, just, I, I, I think, think it's, as I said, be yourself. Be, you. yeah. be yourself. I, be yourself. But, and someone, but someone at the same time needs to kind of be like, what does this mean? It's just, it's just down to people having discussions because I think a woman might be like, I'm now in a state of emotional flux and I need to discuss that with you. But normally, they I normally see that as someone just starts, like, you know, bashing me and, and being and uh, and kind of doing like thinly veiled insults just to I, yeah. that's why I normally get women being like you're not so special and blah 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 or like Aww, you I are remember, special a girl, a girl I was seeing a couple of years ago and I and I I think I just finished doing um a, a TV show and then I met a friend of friends like oh you're on TV and she was like he's not famous and I was like where the hell did that come from <laughs> I haven't even introduced myself yet but yeah people sometimes they have to it's, it's, it's I guess people have an idea of how they think you would be in particular position Do you know what power. Dane I've just realized I didn't plug Bamus at the top there only because it rhymes with what you said um, seriously <laughs> need to watch Bamus it's fantastic it's on BBC iPlayer if you want to catch up with that is it or is it yes it is yeah it still should be available so please do check that out guys if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today that's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, so yeah. I'm really sorry to do this to you guys. We've only got five minutes left. Dane and Olivia are going to be very annoyed because it's quite a big question. But it's big, but in my opinion, maybe not quite as emotionally interesting as the others. But I have to ask it. It's a very modern phenomenon. We don't have to go there with the obvious example. We can use something else if we wanted to keep the heat out. It's entirely up to you guys. I want to talk about generational regret or national regret. So to be born into a country, grow up, be 18, and be told you should be feeling regret for something that people did before you, or to get into your 50s, 60s, and 70s as the generation are now, and they're being told they should feel regret for buying all of the houses, for example. So we want boomers to feel guilt and regret for the house they bought. Isn't that a bit weird and requiring a time machine? Now, no one's saying we shouldn't apologize. No one's saying we shouldn't repair. I'm talking about this idea of feeling a sadness and heaviness for an action you didn't knowingly commit or something you weren't even born to commit. That's more complicated. Over to you, Dane. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it with boomers. We can talk about boomers if you want to keep it I think the boomer thing thing is a good one, but for me, it's like, you know, it's like, Obviously, you have to be a lot more aware about overt conversations that are being had about gender inequality. I've spent over 30 years of my life living as a man and enjoying that privilege. Now, by that same token, if um, the, the, uh, I guess, the counterculture or rebuttal that comes from patriarchy are women being like, men are like this and men are trash. Like me being like, well, I've never done anything wrong. I don't see why that doesn't serve to help, you know, the cause at all. It's understanding that this comes from a place of hurt and trauma. And again, just women being able to have that catharsis of being able to articulate their struggle can mean more to them than me being like, well, not all men. So I yes. think it's not really about not whether or not it's feeling regret. It's just knowing. I just look at it, it's just a, look at it as a point of etiquette in it. It's like when people are like, what's all these things about pronouns? It's like, how much of your day does it take to address somebody with a designation they ask you to use? Like mm-hmm. if someone says, I like to be referred to as a she or a they, how many days, minutes out of your day does it take to just say that? Because most of the time in your, in your interaction with people, you probably use their first name anyway or a nickname. So how much can it fucking matter? But people are like, well, it, all of my views, my ideas about... Like, shut up, in it. Like, who cares? Just, <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really not that long a way to... You don't really have to ponder it for that long. So 
I guess it's in the same way with boomers and stuff like that. You don't have to have regret and carry around this weight of remorse for the fact that you'd be able to take advantage of an economic state that happened before younger people were born. But yeah. empathy and uh, accountability can remedy all of that. Just to be like, I fucking understand what you're going through and I feel bad. Just sometimes people acknowledging their humanity can be enough for it. I know I'll never know what mm. it's like to be a woman and have be objectified just by walking to the shops. But just shutting the fuck up and just listening is a part of easing that person's regret anyway. So, like, I, I'm, I'm, I said I'm, I'm regretful about some things, but just just letting someone just punch bag you up a bit and just get it off their chest, you'll fucking live in it. <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's like if, if a woman tells me what for, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to acknowledge this. But then after a while, you have to be like, you know what? I really fucked up. And sometimes people just hearing that does so much more for them. Just for them to hear you say, like, I've, and I guess I've, I've never had a problem with saying I'm sorry because the loss in ground or power or remorse I feel, again, when I juxtapose that to how someone may feel carrying around trauma their whole lives, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather say sorry. You call me a prick. In a year or so, you'll probably get over it. Rather than that person for five years doesn't know how to deal with another relationship. That person's still pining to work out where we went wrong. I don't want to carry around no one else's soul on my fucking back in it when I go. So I'd rather say sorry and let someone call me so a prick. Right. Indeed. You couldn't have indeed, articulated indeed. that better. On prescription, yeah. Dane Baptiste. On prescription, available soon on yeah. the NHS. Clap for Dane. Um, so, uh, Olivia, so what's your thoughts on this? I mean, there are two slight... Obviously, I second everything Dane said, but there's two slightly different things going on. Understanding apologizing is slightly different to carrying a, a sadness sorry to be like nerdy about it but just no, 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 you're just right. focused on the on the title of, of what we're talking about a lot of people walk around with a, a regret for something which they may not have any contact with for so example not- let, let, let me give you an example my my relatives fled germany obvious reasons at the start of the 20th century um, only on one side, there's only a little slither of that DNA left in me, but nonetheless, my great granddad ran from Germany. Um, but people in, Ger- <laughs> so, pull up, people in Germany aged 18 to 21 still carry that heaviness and regret in them, even though they were born 20 years ago. Now, that to me is complicated and interesting. It- I'd agree it's complicated and interesting. It is definitely not their burden to carry. But just like we all need to be fully aware and open to the hurt and traumas that we do cause, have caused, it exists. People were hurt. There is residue. There's overhang. And I think what Dane said is so true. Just empathy. Hear it. Take it. It's not so personal. Just, you know what? I'm sorry for what my grandparents and their generation did. It wasn't me, but I hear you. I hear how that has impacted you. And I get it. That's all you need to hear. No one's trying to say, like, it is your fault. But it overhangs. Like, racial issues, anti-Semitism. Like, you know what? If I feel it, it's not for you to tell me. But it wasn't me. It was too... I'm sorry. I get it. I'm sorry. I don't get it enough. I need to get it more. But I hear you. It's valid how you're feeling. Let's work... And sort it. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't, and that's the thing, it's this compartmentalization of these human experiences anyway. Like, what happened during the Holocaust is no way separate to what's happening in Syria now, which is in no way separate to what happened in medieval times, which is in no way separate to what's happened in Yemen. This way we try and compartmentalize grief and then try and juxtapose and compare it is where we go wrong anyway. Like, 
They're, and own it as a bigger group, a as a as group. a humane yeah. humane group, because it's like if you look at race, for example, as a perfect example, is that with this connotation of white supremacy, it's that the reason why that's also damaging to white people is that the supposition that you don't have trauma in your life is a part of white supremacy as well. So when the rebuttal is, well, I've not had privilege and I've gone through stuff in my life, it's not that people don't believe you. It's that part of this net regressive ideology is that your life, because of your race, predisposes you to a happy life. So it damages you too because you'll be like, well, I went through shit in my life. My life was hard too. But it's being told to the other side that if you're white, you don't have these problems. And that precipitates in the fact that we talk about like white cisgender heterosexual men being fine. But we, they also form one of the highest demographics of suicides in our society as well. And that's probably from the fact that when they say I'm in pain, everyone goes, how can you be in pain? You're a white man. So this compartmentalization of all of our mm-hmm. pain and grief and trauma is part of the problem anyway. So I just think, yeah, with, with, in terms of like regrets and stuff like that, it's when people are adverse to regret stuff that happened in the past, you're not supposed to think about that pain. Don't think about that pain in terms of the fact that you weren't there and you're not of this gender or you're not affected by this race. Pain doesn't have any physical form. So you should be able to understand it. You know it's like to feel pain or feel loss. That's what someone is describing to you as well. Remove the titles that come with that. And it's just about, all right, well, my life's shit because I'm a black dude. Well, I've had hard shit because I'm a white dude. We should then commiserate together. And then once we do that together and empathise, then we commiserate together and then we begin to universally uh, observe a healing process. Rather than this, I'm trying to be better over here. You're trying to be better over here. And we're trying to get... That's not how it's supposed to work. So unless it is... Because as a social species, unless we're collectively trying to heal collectively, then it's not going to work. Let's clip that out and send it viral around the world. Thank you very much. What an amazing pair of guests I've had today. Didn't expect to go so deep. I should have known. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. I have no regrets of how deep we are. No regrets at all. Thank you very much to Dane Baptiste. I've told you all the wonderful things he's done. Catch up on those. Can you watch Sunny D everywhere? Oh, um, you, you probably can oh, find God. it on, online it's on, so on, funny. On, on the old YouTube channel so please do check it out and also thank you for doing this Russell and as I say I, it's a pleasure to do this podcast and whether or not you do mine it's just good to hang out and chat stuff and shoot the shit and the pleasure <laughs> I will do yours you. again now I uh, always oh, yeah. be feeling feel elated and like I learned something Dane I learned a lot <laughs> from you <laughs> Olivia thank you very much as well for being Likewise. honest thank you thank you the pair of you um Listen, you may well have arrived here as fans of either one of my guests today. Please hang around. Please hit subscribe. Uh, We have all kinds of tones. Some episodes we get to the very DNA and fabric of human existence, like today. Other times, we really, really go to town on whether you can fart in front of a partner and maintain romance, for example. Look for that episode. And we do not go deep, but there's a lot of emotions involved. So hit subscribe. Do leave a review, positive ideally, but if you leave a negative one, do you know what? Don't regret it. You were just expressing yourself. (laughs) Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.